You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show a safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there uh again a little bit lighter this week king josh josh king the fantasy fish how's it going oh i'm happy and slightly defeated you know i losing and winning some games in the playoffs and i, I mean i lost in our main home league our big money league and that one's that never feels good and yeah, I lost in that league too. And goddamn, the team I played didn't even do good. My team just flopped. Everybody on my team, everybody who's been producing well for me on my team, flopped or was out from COVID or got suspended. Yeah, well, the the team I was playing, his team wasn't even that good. It was just he had Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and Austin Eckler and Debo. So, I mean, I don't know. It just sucks. I, I like I said, I, I don't. I just don't like losing. Yeah, me but too. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's fantasy. It's, it happens. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. But here we are. We're still uh, still going to give you guys the fantasy love that we try our best to give you. Got a couple of fun facts for you today. So this Sunday was a terrible game of uh, terrible terrible games. A lot of low scoring games. So this was the first game in about. Over 27 years has the this was the lowest touchdown total in 27 years. So there's only 40 touchdowns scored on Sunday, and the last time this happened was back in 1994 when there was 39. So just low scores everywhere. Might be a uh, little bit of a result of some of these delays. There's three games that, that postponed, yeah. you know. And all the COVID herpes and all the other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of players missing and Tom Brady getting shut out by my New Orleans Saints. Did not see that one coming. Did I don't he, think anybody saw that coming. Drew Brees saw it coming. He predicted it in the pregame. I did see that. He was the only one that said that. I mean, but. he he would have uh, he, he been uh, rolled over coals if he didn't say that. So <laughs> my uh, my love for Lamar Jackson, as everyone knows, here's a, here's a good stat. In his second career start ever, Tyler Huntley became the first player in Ravens history with two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in a game. Even Lamar Jackson hasn't done that yet. So That's cool. And Yeah, good for him. And then this one I find hilarious. Since yelling the I'm back bullshit that Cam Newton did, he is 0-4 in his last four starts. And he's 0-12 in his last 12 starts for the Carolina Panthers. He's back. <laughs> he is he's back. He's back he's right back. where he was when he left off. He's back. Yeah, that, that, that hasn't changed. But no, but, but I wanted to say, man, Huntley, I, I, I fear that he's kind of just another one-hit wonder kind of thing. Like, you know, I was talking to a couple guys, and they were saying, uh, oh, you know, who do you think trades for him? Do you think someone signs him? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know if he's successful anywhere else. And there's a chance he might not be successful. Like, let's say Lamar misses another game. There's a chance that he's not successful again this season. You know, it's just kind of. Well, we've seen him coming from Lamar and not be successful. 
Yeah, he wasn't good in that one. The one other game he started. So, so I think that the thing too is he's a great backup for Lamar because he's he suits the same style of play. Mm-hmm. That kind of like run first, pass second, but let's say we're passing style yeah. of offense. It's like. Is he feasible on another team? I think I think your team has to be built a certain way for it to work, and Baltimore just is already built that way because Lamar, which can make Huntley productive. I don't know if he can. I'm you know you never know. You, can he be productive elsewhere? Maybe, but we've seen a lot of these running quarterbacks that they aren't very consistently productive, and doesn't have a lot of longevity. I mean, yeah, well, fuck, I mean like, think about like if- Michael Vick. Like, was he good? He, he, I wouldn't say he was like a great quarterback, but he, he, you know, he had his moments where he did really good. But a lot of their value came from running, and it's just not consistent. Well, look at look at Colin Kaepernick. He ran himself out of the league because he, you know, then they realized he wasn't a good quarterback, and it's like, hey, if you take away, like, all they had to do, put a safety spy on him, and that was it. That was the end of it. You know, it was just, yeah. I, I've I've been saying that for such a long time about Colin Kaepernick because all that nonsense with him like oh he did he should have a job he doesn't have a job it's like no he's not very he's not very good mm-hmm. like is he better than some backups yeah but he has some baggage to go along with himself and there's backups out there that like we don't know that he's worse than or better than because they don't get a chance to mm-hmm. play it's like I'd rather take my chance on somebody who's a rookie fifth round pick that might be good than Colin Kaepernick. Who isn't? Yeah, but like, let's say for instance, like, like, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd rather have Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph than Colin Kaepernick. You know, it's just that because the problem with Colin, I mean, it's fine that he wants to take the political stance. We're not a political show, or you know, we're we're just a bunch of goofballs. But I mean, he did that to himself, making all this shit political, and now it's just a PR nightmare. And then. To top it off, you're not good. You're just not a good quarterback. So he had that one year, the one year where he got them to the Super Bowl because there wasn't a lot of game film on him. Defenses couldn't really scheme for it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, he got by with athletic talent. That was it. Yeah, he's got – I'm trying to look it up now. He completes. He's completed in his NFL career about 60% of his passes. You need to complete about 5 more percent to be considered a viable backup. Yeah. And you need to complete about 10 more to 15 more percent to be considered a good starter. So. Yeah, I mean, if you could, you know, if you could pass 69 to 74 percent, you're a good quarterback. But, you know, just. But but all Kaepernick did, he had a massive rocket of an arm, but was not accurate to save his life, you know, and, and okay. Like, cool, you can huck the ball 70 yards downfield, but if you can't hit a guy on a six-yard flat, okay, what good are you? So. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's won 28 games and lost 30, so he's, not, he's, a, he's a 500 winner, winning percentage. Complete less than 60% of his passes, 72 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, which is almost 2-to-1 ratio, which is too high. Mm-hmm. You want to get at least three touchdowns, preferably more, to one interception. So it's like, he's not the worst, but he's just not worth taking this 
extra drama along. And like you said, we're not a political show. If he wants to do that, that's fine. But it also like the, this is a business. The teams do consider that. Yeah, yeah. But all right. Well, let's get back to the yeah to the fantasy like we're supposed silliness. to do. Yeah, the, the actual <laughs> fantasy stuff. So uh, let's just go ahead and cover some of the news. A lot of COVID herpes stuff came out today, so just keep an eye on a lot of that stuff. But uh, so one day after running for 102 yards and two touchdowns, Duke Johnson has officially been signed to the Miami Dolphins active roster which does not surprise me. Uh, Lions also signed Craig Reynolds from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. Uh, in the last two games, he's had 37 carries, 195 yards, so and he's actually scored an 88.3 on PFF. So good for him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was uh, taken out on a cart with a concussion, but that was more of a precautionary thing. He's actually been released from the hospital today. He's doing much better. I mean, you still don't like seeing that kind of stuff, so that's just, uh, but but that's nice to see. Uh, Miami Dolphins activated Jalen Waddle and Philip Lindsay from the COVID herpes list. So, um, oh, see so here here is a couple: Corey Lindsay, Joey Bosa, and Austin Eckler from the Chargers have been placed on the COVID herpes list. But I don't know this; they're changing up their vaccine stuff. So it's possible that a lot of this could be false positive stuff. So again, just wait for later in the week. Drew Locke will start for the Denver Broncos if uh, Teddy Bridgewater can't play. And Teddy is highly unlikely to play this week. But don't rush to go pick up Drew Locke. It's not worth it. Don't do that to yourself. Uh, Kyle Shanahan says that Elijah Mitchell could play on Thursday, but it's going to be a game-time decision. So be aware of that wide receiver. Chris, Chris Godwin suffered a torn MCL ACL or some sort of knee injury. So he's going to be out the rest of the year. So that's very uh, disappointing for him. Uh, Mike Evans strained a hamstring and he's considered week to week, but does have a chance to play on Sunday. So just monitor the practice reports. The I'm back. Cam Newton coach, Matt rule praises Cam Newton for what he's done over the last four weeks, which is, Silly, in my opinion. But he does leave the door open for Sam Darnold to regain his starting job. Um, Bruce Arian says that Brashad Perriman should have a chance to return for the next game. Um, actually, he could be a uh, little little spoiler for uh, the waiver wire stuff when we talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Bruce Arian says that Leonard Fournette is done for now, and it's going to be Ronald Jones's time. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Will Fuller, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. He's expected to miss the remainder of the season with a finger injury. I don't think that matters because I, <laughs> I, I think his career's done, man. Like I, he hasn't been healthy he in ever three years. Play? Yeah, you know it's so funny because it's like he'll Will Fuller is like the most one of the most frustrating fantasy players because he'll play a game, he'll get six catches for three hundred yards and two touchdowns, and then he won't play for nine weeks. He always has it's, weird injuries too. Like his fucking finger kept him out this long. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to his finger? <laughs> Who knows? Like what? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, like how bad could your finger be hurt where you can't like catch a football? And not just that, but ha- this has been going on since like the third week. Yeah, and then like all the soft tissue injuries he has all the time with like hamstrings and groins and yeah. calves and. Poor guy's just not a healthy individual. 
He's like Arian Foster of wide receiver. He's like that fucking movie. What's that movie? Uh, Unbreakable or something like that? Glass. Where <laughs> you just always getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, Giants are shutting down quarterback Daniel Jones for the remainder of the season with the neck injury. Uh, they're saying that they're hoping that this doesn't affect Jones's long-term future. I was so. wondering, what does that mean? Hoping that it doesn't... Like, is this potentially career-ending neck injury? Yeah. Like, like it's I just, don't like Daniel Jones. It's just worded weird. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I've been pretty vocal about saying Daniel Jones isn't a good quarterback, but, I mean, it sucks if, if this is how his career ends. I mean, three years in the pros... I don't know, poor guy. Like, I, I hope he's okay, like I said, despite my shit talking of him. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that he should be starting anywhere. I don't think he's, he's, he's anything great. I think we've had enough of a sample to see what he is. But you never want to see somebody go out on injury, you know? Yeah, like, like to me, he seems like the kind of guy where he'll he's going to start for, like, another year or somewhere. Then he's going to be Mitchell Trubitsky, and he'll be an okay backup somewhere else. Like, that's realistically what Daniel Jones' career should be. Yeah, he'd probably be a fine backup. Yeah. And plus, who knows, maybe maybe being a backup for a year or two would be good for him. Yep. He could develop some skills better. You know, because the athletic body is there. You know, he's six foot six. He's got a pretty strong arm. He's, I mean, he's awkward and goofy, but, I mean, who knows, maybe if he sat for a year or two, like if he was like a backup to like an Aaron Rodgers, who could, like someone who could mentor him. Or, like, could you imagine if he backed up Drew Brees and Drew Brees could teach him how to play quarterback, you know? So you put, like, you know, Drew Brees' brain with Daniel Jones's body. I mean, he could have, you know, but... Uh, so we'll see what happens. Like, like I said, ho- hopefully you're okay, Daniel Jones. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Butker have been placed on the COVID herpes list. But again, I don't know. Like, who knows with all these positives false positive i don't know what's going on right now with all the covid herpes stuff um so just monitor that stuff pay pay attention and uh yep i agree that's really all i got yeah i read just now too that uh what's his face kelsey's vaccinated so since he did test positive or have whatever it is close contact so early that, that he should be all right yeah all right, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and take a look at our pinks and stinks of the week. Fish, go ahead and get us started with a player that you love. All right, I'll tell you who I love, and I hate it because I did, I did something. I take responsibility for it, but somehow or another, I went to put the Gabe Davis in my starting lineup in our home league, and I don't know if I exited out of the app too fast or if it didn't save. I don't know. He didn't play. He had five receptions on seven targets for 85 yards and two touchdowns. So like we were saying in our previous episodes, like with Emmanuel Sanders out, Gabe Davis' volume is going to go up. It did. And we saw production. Yeah, he looked good. He looked really good out there. Uh, Rome is missing this evening. So I'll just go ahead and say his, he picked Travis Kelsey for pretty obvious reasons. 10 catches, 191 yards, two touchdowns. Just showing everybody that he's still the best damn tight end in football. Uh, that was a great pick. Uh, my first pink of the week. I actually picked uh, Tyler Huntley this week. You know, in a game where everyone picked Green Bay to win. I mean, they did. But, oh, God, was it scary there at the end. 
Uh, you know, 28 of 40 for 215 yards, two touchdowns, 13 carries for 73 yards, and another two touchdowns. I think that makes him, yeah, he's the quarterback one on the week. So, I mean, it's just, he had a great game, man. Like, it was, he looked good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he looked better than Lamar has all year. So, um, I, I don't think it holds up. I mean, Lamar might be back next week. But I, I mean, I wouldn't get too excited over Huntley because we were talking about it. He started back in week 11 against Chicago where he went 26 of 36 for 219 through one interception, then ran seven for 40 times, scored less than 10 points. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too excited, but just it, it was fun to see. I mean, it was very stressful for me because I lost one of my parlays, so I wanted to break even. So I placed a large sum of money on green Bay to win. And I was shitting bricks the entire game. I was like, I'm going to lose this fucking Tyler Huntley kid, <laughs> but, uh, it's cool to see, but he looked good. It would have been nice too. If you had, if you were a Jackson owner and you plugged him in there in the playoffs and got that performance. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fish. Who else did you like this week? I'll tell you who else I liked. Um, I'm just going a little deeper down just cause it's a weird week, man. There's people out on COVID, but, Marquez Valdez Scantling, as much as we shat on him, you know, five receptions on seventy-eight yard, on seventy-eight yards, on seven targets, ninety-eight yards, and a touchdown. Not like the most astronomical performance by any means, but if you were somebody who, who for some reason started MVS, maybe you say you had a uh, Waddle and MVS was your pivot, then that panned out for you pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I just wish you knew what week to play MVS. Like, Aaron Rodgers should just tell you ahead of time. Be like, hey, it's going to be an MVS week. And you're like, okay, sweet. Like, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug it in. It seems like he gets the targets most weeks. He gets around seven targets. It's just that he doesn't always make it turn into anything. He's got a lot of yeah, drop passes. And, and he doesn't get touchdowns enough to make it worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Those targets seem there uh, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rome's next pink of the week. You know we've been we've been showing him a lot of love this year, except for you, fish. But Hunter Henry, six catches, seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's been heavily touchdown dependent, but there you go. He scored two and at seventy-seven yards. That was that was good to see. You know, and like I said, being a former Charger, it hurts my heart that he's not a Charger anymore. Like he was one player I. I understood why we didn't re-sign him, but I wish we would have re-signed him. Yeah, it was nice to see some work in the middle of the field from him. Because, that's, like I said, yeah. like you guys have said, I've, I've been down. I haven't really been down on him. I just know that he's like really been touchdown dependent. But seeing that work in the middle of the field, you know, it's a good positive sign. But yeah. he's keeps getting touchdowns too. So even though he's touchdown dependent, <laughs> he's scoring a touchdown. So yeah, uh, my next pink of the week. Duke Johnson off the streets, man. Have yourself a day. 22 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns, one catch for 20 yards. I mean, it was just, it was, it was fun to see. I mean, I think he's, uh, yeah, he's the running back one on the week. I mean, unless, uh, I don't know, Antonio Gibson balls out tomorrow or something, but I mean, Duke Johnson, man, good for you. Now, the only reason why I also wanted to kind of talk about him was love what I saw. He looked great. I don't know if it's going to happen again the rest of the year because we just talked about Phil Lindsay just came back from COVID herpes list. 
Miles Gaskin just came back. I mean, who knows? I mean, there, there's a chance that Duke Johnson does get featured again, but he only did have 58% of the, the snap count. So although who knows, maybe fresh legs, you know, when they come in late in the season, they always look great. Kind of like uh homeboy in Detroit. Yep. Uh, so I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah, they also play Tennessee or New Orleans, then Tennessee, then New England next. So take that for what you will. It's not they're not <laughs> yeah, the best matchups. Tough, yeah, a couple tough matchups coming up. So I mean, New Orleans just shut down Tampa Bay, and that's a much better offense than Miami. So like like Fish said, take take it for take it with a grain of salt. So Fish looks like you got a bonus pink for us this week. Yeah, I got a bonus, and it's not anything surprising. Mark Andrews, 10 receptions on 13 targets, 136 yards, two touchdowns. I put him in here kind of for the same reason that you put Huntley in here. I'm I'm sure everybody was starting Mark Andrews, but you were kind of lowering your expectations with the backup quarterback, and he did just as good, if not exceeded, in this week. Almost had a two-point conversion at the end of the game again, you know, but that that lost it for – you know, I actually I have a bonus pink this week. I'm going to say Christian Kirk uh, in a shit game that Arizona had. He still went out nine for 94 and a touchdown on 12 targets, Uh, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins um, missing the rest of the season. You know, I said, I think Kirk's going to be the one that steps up and he did, you know, he, he did his best for, uh, for, for Detroit. I'm sorry, Arizona. Then uh, I I guess I got a bonus bonus. Amon Ross ain't Brown, man. He's, He's been really good the last three weeks. Uh, eight for ninety and a touchdown. Um, he's been he's been sneaky good. And then, fuck it, it's our show, so I got a bonus, bonus, bonus pink. I'm gonna say Jeff Wilson. Uh, he's been dog shit in uh, in like the little time that he's actually had um, filling in for Elijah Mitchell, but. Finally went out, looked good, went 21 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. You know, about fucking time, Jeff Wilson. I've been hanging on to your bitch ass all year. And now you finally have a good game for me, but I fucking lost in our home league, so it doesn't matter. But still, it was, it was good to see. But um, It was nice to anyone see. Anyone else that. you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Um, right, okay. Well, you know, with, with things always being good, there's always the flip side of the coin. Some things aren't so great. So, you know, we filled up that penis with blood getting y'all hard talking about players that were fun. But let's kill that boner. Fish, who uh, who really let you down this week? I'll tell you who let me down. He's part of the reason I'm going to be eliminated here. Um, Hunter Renfro. Three targets on five receptions for 32 yards. So his targets went way down. I mean, he caught a decent amount of them, but he didn't get any big chunk plays or anything. Um, it's just, you know, he's basically moved himself the, last, the past few weeks here into, uh, a must start wide receiver two, wide receiver three. You start him in the first week of the playoffs and he gets three points. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were even talking about that Hunter Renfro is a must start rest of season. You know, we had him right outside, like, you know, we are like rest of season. He's like a borderline wide receiver one. And then he just completely limp dicked you today and that that really sucks yeah especially with you know waller was still out rugs is gone they're playing a depleted 
Browns team, and they just couldn't couldn't get involved. Yeah. Um, Rome picked Cordero Patterson as his stink of the week, and I totally understand why. I mean, he he did not have a good game at all. Um, was it he? They lost. They got crushed by San Francisco, thirty-one to thirteen. You know, but you were hoping with San Francisco putting on points, they would be force feeding the ball to Patterson. But only eleven carries for eighteen yards, two catches for five yards. I think this was his lowest. Uh, one of his yeah, one of his worst receiving performances all year. Just couldn't get anything going, man. San Francisco actually completely yeah. shut him down. It's crazy too, because those were probably like the two number one waiver ads this season, and they both shit the bed in the playoffs. And in, in yeah. our home league, the person I played had Cordell Patterson, but I had a number of players shit the bed. So, like Jerry Judy was zero. Jerry Judy was zero. But that was my fault because I was supposed to start Gabe Davis over him, but I still would have lost either way. Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. did terrible. Um, Kamara had four points. And like Kamara, I still lowered my expectations going to get up against Tampa Bay, but they weren't, they started off using him pretty well, throwing him the ball, and they just stopped throwing him the ball. Yeah, but like on a weekly basis, you know, Kamara's good for six plus catches, you know, so at least in a half point full P- PPR yeah, yeah, format, you, you know. You hope he can sneak into the end zone, you know, the Saints had the ball not. Very close to the red zone the whole game, but there's t- times where they could have, they could have been using him more. I'm a Saints fan. I can't be too mad about it. They won the game, kept themselves in the playoff hopes. Shut out Tampa Bay, but for fantasy, that's just you can't not play Kamara and you can't afford a performance like that. Yeah, uh, my stink of the week, Dallas, the entire team. So their defense was great, which is good for real life football. But it's unfortunate for fantasy football. I mean, it, they won 21-6. to six. It was a low-scoring affair on the Dallas side that no one... I mean, I definitely wasn't hoping for that, but Dak really fucked me. You know, I, I sold the farm in our home league to get Dak and a couple other players. And, you know, 28-37 of 37 for 217 and only one touchdown. You know, he, he didn't really run the ball at all. It just it was it was very unfortunate. It was a frustrating game to watch. Like I, I watched that game and I was just mad the entire time. And then, you know, then Zeke and Tony Pollard both eat into each other's workload. I think Pollard at this point in time in their careers, honestly, I think Pollard's a better running back than Zeke. I, I mean, it's just it, it sounds crazy to say, but just from what I what I see, that even Pollard with fucking glass foot looked better than Zeke. Now they like I said Zeke had an okay game. 16 to 52 and a touchdown. So, you know, it's like, okay, he had a touchdown. But, you know, Pollard 12 for 74, you know, he just, he looked better. Then, like, all the wide receivers, you know, because since Dak had such a shit game, you know, CeeDee Lamb 6 for 50, Galb 3 for 32, Amari Cooper 2 for 8. Fuck, like, you know, Amari Cooper is normally a stud. The only player that was good, Dalton Schultz, 8 for 67 and a touchdown, which is, you know, I always say that from a tight end. If I can get 50 yards and a touchdown... I'm happy and and Schultz at least had a good game, but just you know in, in a in a divisional matchup against the New York Giants who suck, I was expecting a lot more out of the Dallas offense and you know just yeah, fucking Dak. I man. certainly was too. So I don't know. Fuck that. You know what? Fuck it. Let's move on. I'm tired. It's late. 
Yeah, let's, let's talk about some waiver pickups. Um, player I want to talk about, he he's probably rostered in in you know your leagues, but Ronald Jones. Now that Fournette, what happened to Fournette? I didn't even see like what happened. Dude, it was like weird ass play. Like he got like spun around like a helicopter propeller. But I don't know what actually. I don't know what actually part of his body. I got he it hurt. right here. It says that uh, Leonard Fournette hurt his hamstring. He avoided a serious injury, but he should miss a game or two. So with that being said, Ronald Jones is the obvious uh, fill-in. He's available in 65% of leagues. So unfortunately, in every league I'm in, he's taken. But in 65% of leagues, he's out there. So you you definitely could pick him up. And then uh, I'm also going to talk about my... Because Bernard went on the IR... So he's going to be out the next two weeks. And Keyshawn Vaughn, who will get some time to fill in for him, but he did not look good. He like two or Keyshawn three Vaughn pass, sucks. I, passes, yeah. He did not. This will be the Ronald I think, Jones show. I, I think Bruce Arians know that they messed up with the Keyshawn Vaughn draft pick. Like, they, they show that man no love, which sucks. Because actually, I, I actually didn't mind Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I thought he was an okay draft pick. But then, you know. Um, I'll go ahead and take take the next two, and then you can take the last couple there, Fish, on our little list here. Then I'm going to talk about the Detroit Lions players, Monroe St. Brown. He's available in 70% of leagues. Uh, I really like what Amon Ra's been doing lately. Um, just the last three weeks alone, uh, 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets. You know, 10 for 86 in the touchdown, 8 for 73, 8 for 90 in the touchdown. So, I mean, he's really coming along, solidifying himself in that offense. Um, next week, Detroit's taking on uh, Atlanta. So that's actually a very good matchup for Detroit. So Amon Ross St. Brown could have a good game. And then Craig Reynolds, I mean, he just he, he ran his way into a, a job. You know, they, they just signed him to the active roster. Uh, DeAndre Swift still is probably out with a shoulder injury. Jamal Williams just got cleared from COVID herpes, but he hasn't done really outside of the beginning of the season where Jamal Williams looked great. He's actually been pretty shitty since. So, I mean, Craig Reynolds got the healthy legs, man. He looks great the last two weeks. You know, PFF ranked him very high. So I, I like Craig Reynolds. He's available in 87% of leagues and Amon Ross St. Brown's available in 70% of leagues. But again, we play in fucking leagues with sharks because both those guys are fucking taken in every league we play in. So, yeah. although actually I have a couple of shares of Amon Ra, but you know what I mean. But they're, he's still taken. Gone. He's not on the waivers. He is taken. He is taken. So, all right, Fish, uh, talk about the last couple guys. Bring us home. All right, this first one is more of a, a two-player option here. The first one's only 31% available, so probably not there in your league. But if he is, if the owner got fed up and cut him, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Chris Godwin, out for the rest of the season, at least the fantasy season. I think he tore. I think they found out he tore it, not not sprained it. Is that correct? So he might be out for the playoffs too. That's besides the yeah, point he, for yeah, fantasy. He, he, yeah, yeah. No, he he's done for the rest of the year. Right. Unfortunate too, because I think he's going to be a free agent. Um, but AB, if he's available, like I said, he's not readily available, but he's going to be the man that slides right in, coming back from suspension. Should have fresh fresh legs because I know he was dealing with an injury before that, and then. 
if he's not available and you're really struggling to find a pivot option, we got two options here. One staying in Tampa Bay, Scotty Miller. Now, he hasn't got a lot of time this year either, mostly because he's got three studs ahead of him, and he was injured. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was on there for 78% of the snaps against New Orleans. He had three targets, two receptions, only 18 yards. Take that with a grain of salt, though, because New Orleans dominated this whole entire game, even when Tampa Bay had all their starters in. They were shutting shit down left and right. Um, but they're playing Carolina, New York, Carolina. So some favorable matchups. He might be a grab and hold for this next week, and then depending upon how he's used, you might want to risk, you might be able to comfortably use him in the playoffs, uh, the championship week against the Jets. I think that's pretty favorable matchups. Um, the next guy here, another wide receiver option, who's been, he's been stepping up the last four weeks, not the most spectacular games, but this last week was pretty good. Uh, Josh Reynolds, you know, six for six for 68 yards and a touchdown. He's got two touchdowns the last four weeks. Playing Atlanta and Seattle the next two weeks. So two more favorable matchups. Detroit does some kind of seem to be turning the corner and improving. Um, one thing to watch, though, if you are going to play Josh Reynolds, is Jared Goff, I believe, was put on the COVID list today. He actually was, yeah. So that. So if Goff plays, definitely. though, I think you you know you can comfortably grab and hold if you're in a pinch, if somebody tests positive. That's, a, that's another thing that's weird about fantasy playoffs this year is you know, the, with the new uptick in these COVID cases, I know they're changing the rules and whatnot, but I still think that there's going to be a lot of players that miss. And grabbing these pivot options ahead of time is ideal. The last guy we have, we spoke about him already, Duke Johnson. In case somehow or some way he is basically taking over the role from Miles Gaskin, he could be a nice grab-and-hold guy. Like we said, they're also don't have a favorable matchup but another thing maybe if you're the Leonard Fournette owner and there's nothing left on their waivers maybe Duke Johnson's still floating out there just as a last grain of hope for you because that would be a huge loss well then actually one more player too uh Brashad Perriman for Tampa Bay so if Evans Godwin if everyone's hurt banged up Brashad Perriman he had COVID herpes last week, so he, he didn't play against New Orleans. But the week before against Buffalo, he did have that walk-off touchdown for 58 yards in overtime for the win. Yeah, he you might know, be then, a like better option saying. than Miller, honestly. I kind of forgot yeah, about him. I, I, yeah, I, I totally forgot about him too. But yeah, Prashad Perriman, he's available in 99% of the leagues, so he should be available. Um but then actually what we were talking about pre-show, which uh, I, I still f- – I'm a firm believer of. So, like, let's say I know these aren't the sexiest names, you know, uh, Josh Reynolds and Duke Johnson, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's better to pick up players, even if you don't need them, so someone else can't have them. So Fish and I, we were playing each other in the playoffs in one of our leagues together. I knew he needed a tight end, so I picked up Ricky Seals-Jones. I didn't need a tight end. I still don't need him. I'm actually going to drop him. But I didn't want Fish to get him, so I picked him up so Fish couldn't. So let's say you don't necessarily need a Duke Johnson, a Josh Reynolds, That's a, a Greg Reynolds. Pick up a guy so someone else can't have him. It's keep away, man. You know, you're playing for keeps. Yeah, so. and say like, for example, like you did, you had a great example, but say like for this week, next uh, next week, for example, like say Fournette's injured, but Jones has already been picked up. And you're playing against the guy. Maybe he had four net, and he he won. He squeaked out a win in that game, even even though there was an injury. And he's going to be looking for a running back. Maybe his 
running back depth isn't that good. Like, you could drop, like, a backup tight end or a defense, if you have an extra defense, for, like, a, for like a Craig Reynolds or Duke Johnson, or both if you have the roster capacity, and just re- remove that option for them. Make them pick up somebody that's really, like, not going to get playtime. Yeah, well, next thing you know, you know, force them to pick up, like, the David Johnson or Rex Burgett. a Keyshawn Vaughn, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck. Yeah, you know, so 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 Force just do that. Hand. I mean, it's all, yeah, it's all strategy. So, and sometimes you know, fantasy football is brutal. Sometimes you got to do stuff like that, and um, yeah, so probably a good place to wrap it up, man. I don't have anything else. If you got anything, no, that's all I got. Good luck in your playoffs this upcoming week. We're gonna have a few more episodes, but take cutting a short week for Christmas, so. Yeah, we're 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 gonna try to put out all the content before Christmas for you guys. So yeah, and there's two if games you're trying tomorrow, to avoid. You, so maybe yes. you still got a chance it, this week. We we were talking about that in our group chat. It's like weird that we're gonna be analyzing next week's games when this week hasn't finished yet. But with Christmas right around the corner, and uh, everyone's got stuff to do, everyone's got families. So it's kind of like, eh, let's try to push these out. And this the week's not even done yet, but that's fine. Um. But yeah, good luck, guys. Uh, you know, if, if you're – and, and kind of like we said before, if, if you're out, still play. It's fun. Plus, if anything, it could always help you become a better fantasy football player next year. You know, pay attention to players. Pay attention to what guys do. Can I touch on that, it too? It never hurts. If you're yeah. in a dynasty league, you really should be playing right now. Because Oh, yeah, heck yeah. Because players like Craig Reynolds could get – um a bigger role next year, you know, um, with Godwin being a free agent, Pearman, Scotty Miller, they could look to slide into that role if Godwin goes somewhere else. Who knows if he will or not. But there are players that, like, you, there's players at the end of the season who break out towards the end, Josh Reynolds, who you mm-hmm. might want to grab in your dynasty league because they kind of had a late breakout, and it could be, it could be the sign of the future. It could you could be totally wrong, but you probably got somebody on your dynasty rosters that you could drop and see if this player pans out instead. For yeah. example, I got yeah, Trotman totally. in some leagues, and it's like Trotman's not going to pan out. Like if I could pick up a Josh Reynolds and see if he pans out instead, it's worth a shot. Yeah, exactly. But you know, just don't give up. Like it's fun. You know, football only comes for a couple months out of the year. And it's something that brings us all together and has us like, like, look at us, like this show, we all live in different States. We're all, you know, childhood friends. And we, you know, we do the show together, but we all live in different States, you know, so it's a way to bring us all together and it's all for fun, you know? So just, you know, but good luck out there. Hopefully you guys won this week, got two games tomorrow, which is, you know, weird, but fuck it. You know, football's world's weird. So I guess, you know, it's par for the course though, but Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, get us on the socials. Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter. Uh, Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Email us at FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much, guys. Love you. Good luck. King Josh Josh the King. Fantasy Fish. On behalf of Big Rome, have a good one, y'all.